Okay. I got to hit my little button so I remember what to say. <laughs> what? The buttons tell you what to do. Yeah, I pushed the button and it said, there's no pinned messages. And I'm like, what? Welcome back to Dyson Salt. I'm Lord Richter. And I'm Lady Toast. And we're here for episode 129, Eating for Two. Yeah. So first thoughts, <laughs> folks, before we even get into this, Lady Toast <laughs> wanted to put this down. Yeah. And and I have to agree. Ugh. Are the obals really kumaru seeds and the party is actually all pregnant? <laughs> Yeah, we, we've... This would be a very Starfinder thing to do, because in Starfinder, every monster wants to impregnate you. Oh my god, they do. All of them. They all want to impregnate you. It's like, hey, roll that roll that fortitude save. Oh, Fort you're, save. You're, you're pregnant. It's growing oh, you inside failed. you. It's not a problem. It's not going to affect you for six to nine months. You're pregnant. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah, the name alone, I'm just like... I, I didn't even listen to the episode. I'm like, this is Starfinder. We've We've crossed over. We, we've absolutely crossed over. Oh, what's the name of the I mean, the they have the some kind planet? of, Cal- you know, Cal- plant uh, plant technology providing power, you know, wi- power, Wi-Fi, a mix of everything that Alex mentioned, right? Yeah. What's the name of that planet in Starfinder? The the elven one. Um, oh, yeah, from... Um, Dead Suns. Yes. Oh, I can't think of the name of it right now. What's the name now. of that planet? It starts with a C. Cal... Cal something? Ka- no, it's not Callistra. It might be. No, no, it's not Callistra. Dead Sons, book two. Castravel. Castravel, there you go. I ran the campaign and I couldn't remember it. <laughs> yep, everything wants to impregnate you. Yeah. <laughs> I remember these, there's these little, little creepy little flowers that run around. They literally run around and they shoot little darts at you. And <laughs> Oh, they're in packs. Yeah. There's a pack creature that attacks in packs and, Ugh. you know, a tendril comes out to get you. And speaking of tendrils, last episode, our genius was eager to jump up on the table and be examined, and his butt hit the table this episode, and he goes, I've got a job! I've got to go! And he bolts for his life. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And so then Uhtred becomes the test dummy, (laughs) and Uhtred drops the pain I can handle. (laughs) And when he sits in, when he says that, the response is, oh, good boy. Yeah. I'm going to say it now. I'm going to say it now. This is Tarbathon disguised. This is the research he needs to learn how to tap the Kumaru mm-hmm. so that he can make more nukes. He just he just happened to know where Arasni was sending them? Well, he sent Nessie here, so he just went to the same place. Oh, you're that, <laughs> okay, yeah, you're totally right. <laughs> it showed me. I forgot all about the dragon. <laughs> I, I will talk about this one side comment. Uhtred can absolutely have fiery blue balls. They can burn with a blue fire. So toss your blue balls everywhere, Uhtred. <laughs> Throw them where you please. I, I didn't realize that you could f- color your your fireballs. Alex said you could. I, I don't see any reason why you can't change the color on it. I think there was a... I think you can change the color of the light from the light spell, too. So I don't see why you couldn't do yeah, it with fireballs. Yeah, I, I think that's all subject to whatever you want it to be if you have a, cho- a, a preference. I do, and it's lavender. Okay. They're going to be lightly pink. So in your case, I'm going to call them lavender orbs. <laughs> you smack people with your lavender orbs, Toast. Mm-hmm. 
and you know, then they explode and they burn you. But you know, they're, they're pretty to look at. <laughs> they're beautiful orbs in your face from toast. <laughs> uh, but the, so Uhtred's on the table. Yeah, and then it gets weird. It gets all re- then, reverse aliens. <laughs> yeah, Mar- Mariana has tendrils. Um, they're tentacles that penetrate Uhtred, and <laughs> you know. So now we got kind of a a tentacle. No, it's it's reverse aliens. penetration porn thing going on. It's terrible. Yeah, yeah. She's burrowing into his chest. It's reverse. That's aliens. right. <laughs> That's right. And we discover that the obols are also multidimensional. So now we have multidimensional mm. tendril, and very clearly, you know, this is this is porn. It's multidimensional tentacle porn. That's what it is. That's what <laughs> Alex has given us now. <laughs> I mean, Ugh. if that's what Alex is into. There's nothing good coming from this. I I am saying it now. Nothing good is coming from this. Oh, and then I think Alex dropped the population number like, right in the opener, too. 7,840. Yes. Yeah, they're all. And I called it. Yola Spawn is getting blown to bits. Uh, apparently, they're getting tentacled, get... but, you know. Well, I, <laughs> I mean, you know, I think it's getting blown to bits because I think the tentacle part is going to stop with this, you know, Tarbafon simulacrum mm-hmm. after she gets the information she needs yeah. to give to Tarbafon. And then uh, I love how the woman who has connected to you via her tentacles mysteriously drained all of you of your life force. I mean, your life <laughs> energy. Oh, well, you're, she's imposed fatigue on all of you. Yep. She only penetrated with tentacles one of you, but all of you are fatigued. It's the food. Oh, my God. And I love, I love how <laughs> she pulls the evil Urkel. Did I do that? Did I do that? <laughs> Hell yeah, you did, lady. Yeah. And she's like, sleep well tonight. Yeah, heal up so I can drain your life force and feed on it again. <laughs> and again. All right, we do get something interesting, though. We hear about this thing that's going on prior to the, It's part. I guess it's part of the Blossom Festival. I think so. But it's before the big parade. Yeah. It's called the Clash of Saints. They re, re, it's, they're basically doing with gladiators did and re- recreating like famous battles or famous fights right right but it's it's as alec describes it what i got was pro wrestling meets mesoamerican sacred games now yes i know a tiny bit about the games that the, the aztecs played or was it the mayans i'm, I'm sloppy here i don't know. so it, i i know a little bit about it so i'm trying to imagine this game thing and the pro wrestling aspect i'm i'm pretty sure it's it's going to be good and entertaining i'm sure I mean, assuming Alex gives us any kind of description of it and didn't doesn't just, you know, oh, look at them down there. They're doing their thing. And oh, but something else is happening. And let's I'm going to describe that instead. I know. <laughs> I know. But, and then we go into a crazy flashback. Yeah, I was not. Our I was not expecting the, the, the flashback here. That was interesting. I was not expecting it either. And it, it threw me, to be honest. Yeah. The, the because I'm like our genius in a flashback, except this time he's talking to a creepy blue tinged, blue tinted skinned lady, light blue skin, and I was like, Rasny, what the hell? No, I think because it sounded dead to me. Sound like the skin was dead, you know, yeah. like a undead. And I'm like, what the who the fuck is this? Because at first I thought of Rasny, and then as I was listening, I was like, no, not a Rasny, I don't think. And apparently it's a Len, it's some gal Lanthari. Yeah, and she's looking for Gildeus. So I'm like, oh boy. Yeah. So definitely undead, definitely agents of Tarbafon, and we get just that little snippet. So that, apparently this is how our genus gets recruited. <laughs> this is how he turns Thalias into um, Sleeper Thalias. That's right. <laughs> That's all part. Yeah, that happens after he gets in there. So there's there's now, folks, two Sleeper agents inside our party. Yeah. 
our genus Anthelias. <laughs> this is going to go bad in book six. I'm just telling you, book six is going to be bad. No, no. Book six is the is the catharsis. It's the resolution. It's the end of book five that's going to be the worst it can get. Oh no! I think it's going to get more. I think it's going to get worse in book six. Ah, see. And then it'll just be resolved, not to the betterment of mankind or Galarian, but resolved. Mm, I still think it's going to be the worst in the end of this book. Well, if you think it's going to get better in book six, I guess we can just wait and see what happens. Yeah. I I, I didn't say how much better, but... (laughs) (laughs) See, it got better. Yeah, look. look. They got rid of the, you know, extra encumbrance. (laughs) Oh, good. That was better. You're right. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God. Utrid and uh, Tiablith hit the library. Nerds. (laughs) I I understand Tiablith doing it because that's... It's his whole thing, right? But Uhtred? Does Uhtred normally do that kind of stuff? He's he's done book research, and he took the time to do some research in Erasny, and that actually is, I mean, that's, it, it's pretty pretty revealing, I think. Yeah. It's a lot of backstory, which I really enjoyed. Yeah, and, and he says he's going to the library, and they do some other stuff before they get into the backstory in the episode, but to yeah. go out of order for the purpose of us working through this. <laughs> yeah, man, Erasny's story is deep. Yeah, and I love that Nick, as he's coming to this, as he's like, well, Arasni was dead according to the history. And he's like, son of a gun. I wonder if Aridin raised her and said, hey, you're going to be my herald and didn't really give her a choice. And then she gets killed again and Geb raises her. And I'm just going, man. Yeah. This just keeps getting worse, deeper and worse and deeper and worse, I, which I, I think is a real possibility. I don't know Sad. what the backstory is for that, but I think it's a real possibility she didn't have a choice. Yeah, I think, I think obviously Geb was doing it for his own selfish reasons, and I think you know he knew that at the time. I I think Aridin might have done it and thought he was trying to do the right thing. I mean, he's probably still think, being a dick about it, but like he probably just assumed she was would, would want to come back and you know drug her soul from wherever it was. Yeah, no, I, I could I, I could agree that there's a ven- there's possibly a veneer of I'm being a nice guy and helping my friend out. Right, but it doesn't make it right it's from just... him. But I think also it I think it's a pattern. And I mean, you know Oh yeah. It's it's Aridin, Rossler, Geb. I mean, I I think it's a really strong pattern in this. Guys are making her do things. Mm-hmm. You know, by making choices for her without consulting her. And it doesn't matter to me. Whether, you know, the Geb's like, well, I'm doing it for my own selfish reasons, even if it's like I want to want her here so that she can take out Tarbafon and give me that, you know, positive rep because I'm not, you know, trying to turn every other nation into an undead nation like mine mm-hmm. or whatever. Or, you know, Aridin going, well, I really want my friend back. I, I don't really care what my friend thinks. I want my friend back. Right. You know? Yeah. So I'm going to bring her back. You know, I, it, those parts don't matter. I think it's there's a lot of decisions made for Erasny, and I think that's what we're seeing. Yeah, which is uh, her being denied her pretty deep agency. It's pretty deep for Paizo. Yeah, it's pretty good. I like it though. It's it's nice. It's a good story. It's not nice, obviously. Oh, it makes yeah, it makes for a great story. And and it, even the way it's shaded. I mean, it's not until you look back. I think that you really see. You know, from the position we're in on the outside looking in at it, that we go, hey, maybe Aridin didn't have the most altruistic motives for bringing her back <laughs> yeah you know, maybe he wasn't quote unquote saving her yeah 
and I think also related to Aridin and the uh, the the Kumaru story, but the fact that Tiablith talks about how uh, again this is the library and it's out of order in the episode that we're talking about it. But since we talked about Uhtred and Tiablith in the library, he talks about how Aridin brings up the Star Stone from the ocean floor by raising the entire island of Absalon right. to to bring it up. And I'm like, I'm 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 hearing that and I'm thinking, son of a gun! I think that bastard was you know knew what he had found it wasn't just hey i found this nifty stone let me bring it up he was i think he was trying to tap that sucker for his own purposes too oh probably i mean uh, it's interesting that he's so popular a god and not that he didn't do a lot of things that help people and whatnot but it's interesting that they make him so popular and then at his core he's just such a selfish dick that that seems like um, a lot of people in in that kind of position like yeah i guess i'm just i guess i'm just in uh, you know uh used to the idea that that gods are some sort of embodiment of either like an, an emotion almost an emotional state or a thing right and so they don't really have a motivation that is selfish they're not selfless but they're not selfish they're just doing what they do and you know whether it's you know war or love or thunder or whatever it is that's just what you know that's part of what they do and arid in here is like yeah i'm all about uh powering up myself yeah and maybe he's I, that's what i'm pursuing God of selfishness and, and, yeah it's kind of <laughs> weird it's kind of strange yeah uh very engaging though very engaging backstory yeah i like it i'm i'm interested in what um you know the parts that we're still missing for arasni and for you know i guess her time as Aridin's herald yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm interested and we, for, for that. I'd really like to get more of it. we get another drop here about Arasni being the botanist and scientist. Mm-hmm. So that, and, and again, tying back to the extra episode, you know, the extra plant research, it's a little weird because you kind of go, I don't even know why she's involved in this uh, other than, you know, the end game, which is to power me up to fight Tarbafon. Right. But yeah, still, it's super, super cool. Yep. I guess going back a little bit, there's their, uh, Thalias's adventure. Which is basically him doing what oh, he yeah. did in Curse, which is having his own little spa day. Yeah. Well, <laughs> except it's, you know, Randolph is pregnant with Thalias yeah. is kind of how this one's yeah. banned out. Which, which and explains we're out for the... ice cream and eating for two. Yeah, which is where we get the title. But it's still pregnancy and it's still Starfinder. <laughs> yeah. Well, it definitely, it definitely has that alien feel to it for sure. Yeah, this whole place with does. The, uh, you know, plant creature... <laughs> Tapping into people to, you know, read their stuff, <laughs> get their information. Yes, let me put my uh, wooden tentacles into you and feel yeah, around exactly. your... <laughs> let me root around in there for you. <laughs> yeah. And then finally we get back to this uh, Clash of Saints meth uh, mention with Quaddle Stadium. Okay, okay. Look, I can't hear Quaddle without thinking of the, the, the guy from Total Recall. <laughs> The original yeah, movie, yeah, like the, the the guy coming out of the right. dude's stomach. Yep, yep. <laughs> Start the reactor, I, Quaid. You, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. When you when More you Starfinder when stuff. you dropped that meme in the Discord chat, I was like, oh my god, because I saw I totally saw it. I totally got it. <laughs> yeah, that's all I can think and of. I like that movie too. I I saw it once a very long time ago literally the only downside to that movie is that the the one henchman that schwarzenegger takes out is richter <laughs> although the guy that played richter one of my favorite actors i like that guy a lot you're gonna say that and not tell me who it is i i, I don't know off the top of my head i'm looking right now <laughs> uh michael ironside 
Oh, oh yeah, yeah. He he's kick ass. He's kick ass. I I could see his face and everything, and I could hear his voice, but I could not for the life of me. That's you know put the image to it. I know him because of um, the Lion King. He did Scar. Oh, very nice. Yeah, that's where I know his voice from. So every time I hear him, I think Scar from the Lion King. Nice. He's he's been in a lot of stuff. He's done a lot of them. Mm-hmm. A lot of different things. And I enjoy him and his acting, uh, even though some of the things he's been in is just stank. <laughs> Poor guy. Like, you can't, but you yeah, can't hit it yeah. out of the park every time. Oh, no. He, he hits it out of the park. He does good. It's just he can't always be in a top-notch production that everyone loves every time. Yeah, this is true. Uh, Unless okay. you're doing a podcast called The Inspired Incompetence. That's right. <laughs> then it's always, no matter what you do, inspired and out of the park. I was going to go with always incompetent, but sure, we'll go with that one. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I think that's obvious, isn't it? I mean, that's the whole point of inspired incompetence. Yeah, it's incompetence, but at least it's inspired. <laughs> what was the opening to this one? The opening to this one? I don't remember what the opening was. I just got caught up in the title mm-hmm. and the opening. I just did not hit me super strong. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back and check. Hold on. I want to know. No, that's a that's a that's a good call. I I I it'd be interesting to see what I what we missed. What I missed. God, this is so slow. <laughs> Crack me up with how you have to turn it up, speed it up. Uh. Welcome back to the Inspired Incompetence Podcast, nominated for three Mannies. Oh, that's what it was. Oh, that's right. It was the Mannies. It was the Mannies and the Manny points. Yeah. Well, you can tell we've never been nominated for any Mannies, folks. No. Or anything, I don't think which is fine we're not doing this doing i don't need that kind of recognition <laughs> i make up my own recognition i recognize and you. i'm happy in my little world mm-hmm. and i recognize you Toast. hooray 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 dwarves orcs yay you did that one to yourself you did that one to me <laughs> no no you're the one that opened you go back you're the one that said hooray first and hooray was just you know right in that sound bite so bam <sighs> had to do it Where's an, end, where's an outro when you need it? <laughs> and that does it for us this week. You can find us and the players on the Inspired Incompetence Discord. Links can be found at inspiredincompetence.com. I'm Lord Richter. And I'm Lady Toast. See you next week. Bye. Bye. I wasn't actually asking you to take us out, but it's fine. I don't really have anything else. The yeah, only thing I didn't we didn't have anything. The only thing either. we didn't talk about was like the temple. Yeah, we. You know, I didn't. I was looking at my notes on it, and we could go into it a little bit, but I, you know, it, it, it wasn't. It's just backstory. it didn't give us anything interesting. Yeah, yeah. it's just description. Okay. I, I mean, I say it didn't give us anything interesting. It just was. You know, it was just a little description. Step pyramid. We kind of knew that before, I think, because he already described it as a step pyramid built around it, and yeah. So, all right, I'm gonna stop recording then. Aridan, uh, Harold, yeah, Aridan, the bleh. as a, as a, as his. Okay, whatever. I can't speak. <laughs> you know what I meant. <laughs>